0: Wow. Hey, Connor.
1: How are you? Mike, I'm great. It had been... (laughs) We're back. It had been, yeah, a while since I'd heard that jaunty little tune. Oh, well, how did it make you feel? Give me your
0: first impressions.
1: I did little uh, finger up in the air during those uh, arpeggios at the end, if that's what they're called. (laughs) um, Arpeggio, please, please. (laughs) I, uh, yeah, I hadn't heard that in a while. I did not make a habit out of listening to ourselves talk in the, uh, in the past couple months. I'm, I but there are some people who do that, but I'm not one of them.
0: Um, yeah, I, I sit in a room and listen only to my own voice. Uh, <laughs> no, of course not. Welcome back everyone. This is,
1: what do we call this? The inaugural pre, uh,
0: podcast for yeah, season I guess- two?
1: We call the last one episode zero, but that would be really confusing now, but it's episode zero two. Uh, yeah, that makes uh, sense. It does. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Hey, uh, introduce yourself and what this is, would you please?
1: Yeah. So uh, my name is Connor Lestoka, and this is 372 pages of We'll Never Get Back, where uh, Mike and I... Uh, spent a lot of time uh, over the, the last quarter of of 2017 reading a book that we were pretty sure we were going to hate. And that book was uh, Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. And I don't, you know, I don't know that hate is the right word. I think I was amused by the uh, lack of quality and the, the, we found ways to amuse ourselves doing that. If I hated it, I would have stopped doing it.
0: Yes. No, I think that is uh, 100% accurate. I ended up having a lot of fun doing it. I, I think people suspected that that's what we meant going in, and it turned out to be the case. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, um, and and so that leads us to why do this? Which and this being Armada, well, his second yeah, book.
1: W- Armada is the second book, and yeah, let's just get it out of the way. We're going to read that and do the same thing. Uh, read it a little bit <laughs> at a time, and, and let you do it. And you know, people. People were were sending in suggestions to us, you know, from the very beginning of the last one. People had a lot of good ideas. Dan Brown was a popular contender. Oh, Uh, yeah, yeah. There's those weird books that uh, show up on Amazon that are, like, erotic fiction that's so strange, like, about Rob Gronkowski or, like— uh, my boss was a dinosaur who sexually harassed me, you know, that type of thing. No, I don't know that type of thing, oh, but you I'm going to take it on faith that that is you're an not actual not... thing. <laughs> a dinosaur millionaire turned me gay, I think, was one of them. That was oh. like the... Wow. Not, not, oh, well, not, you not know now
0: you were... I'm. I want to rethink this podcast. I I was not <laughs> given that uh, opportunity to weigh in on that.
1: But obviously, those are not written with the uh, intent that that people are going to. You know, they're not written to make the New York Times bestseller list. Um, and you know, I, I I I wavered. I I thought that there was a chance we could uh, you know run the risk of of doing you know sort of repeating ourselves uh treading water um right but i was also very very curious to read this book because the common refrain throughout the entire uh production of these last bunch of podcasts was all right yeah you guys are reading this one uh but armada is the bad one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what piqued our interest uh, for those of you out there. And and again, if, you, if you're joining this, I don't know why you would, but we welcome you anyway. If you didn't know anything about the first one, and if you don't know anything about the book, go back and just brush up on that, if you will. But, uh, uh, you know, the first book was much praised by many, many media outlets, right? I'm, I'm not... I don't think we can overstate how praised the first <laughs> book was. It, no, it was. it was on the many of the best of the year lists. It was uh, much hyped. I assume you have some uh, uh, reviews there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had I went and looked um, just because because to, to reiterate, it makes very little sense that people are saying no, no, this this one is much worse because it's like saying it's like if you watched. Tom Brady played football for the past 18 years. And they were like, Oh, but his brother is the good quarterback. You'd be like, "How is that possible? <laughs> like how, how is it going to get better? Like, uh, you know, Jessica Alba has a, has a sister who's the attractive one in the family. Yeah. There's, like, there,
0: there's a trope in uh, well, it's not a trope. It's an actual thing in the Sherlock Holmes. Y- you know, this, that, uh, uh, Sherlock says to Dr. Watson at one point, like I have a brother, and he's way smarter than i am and he's a much better detective and and watson's like what the oh, hell wow. are you talking about and but but the he has one fatal flaw is that he uh he sits all by himself in this uh, weird little club and he doesn't move he doesn't like to go out anywhere but he's the actual brains uh, and so course. they go to him when they really need something and that that's kind of this weird thing like okay the first book wonderful wonderful praise <laughs> yes. to the to the heavens itself uh, obviously the new David Foster Wallace weaving pop culture <laughs> into a tapestry of a Holy of, grail
1: of beauty. Of and
0: yes. And, and, uh, nerdgasms all around. And the second book, I assume from the reviews, like piece of garbage, what the hell happened? garbage? Yeah.
1: Yes. It really is. People are like, you know, hastily written tossed off. Uh, I mean, and I have the statistics here. So on Goodreads, ready player one is a 4.31 average rating out of nearly 500,000 ratings. Good lord. <laughs> so that's 4 4.31. Point, four point Armada has a 3.49 and 66,000 ratings. So a lot less people uh checked it out, but the people who did were very angry. You know what it takes to give something a a a three-star rating? I mean that 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 means garbage in itself.
0: Yeah, we're like, we're we're all grading now on the eBay curve. Like please right, give me five stars ride. for everything yeah. that I do. <laughs> yes.
1: And then so also on Amazon, so RP1 has a uh, 4.6 uh rating um and that's 74% five stars. Uh wow. Armada has Armada has a 3.6 and it's uh 29% five stars. Uh 25% Four stars, twenty two, and then sixteen and eight percent are two and one star reviews. So Ooh. it's a uh, it, it, <laughs> people. People are very, very dissatisfied with it. Um, but that hasn't stopped uh, Klein. Klein is currently the number forty two best selling author on Amazon. Son of a. Right. Right. John Grisham is 41. So that gives oh you some perspective of the, of the amount of people who are shoveling this down. And the, and, and the movie's coming out in, in two, two months, probably to the date. Um, so that's only going to increase the amount of exposure. And, you know, I, it's another good reason to, I think, be doing this at this point in time, because more people are going to want to listen to this um, once that comes and goes.
0: Yes. And, and uh, Connor and I were talking about look, what are the reasons for doing this? And I think there's a lot of good reasons. And one that I brought up was on the first book, the reviews were unbelievable. I mean, we go back, listen to the first episode. We talk about the reviews from major publications that loved it. And again, gave it, you know, best book of the year. And we found out, and I think everyone who listened, I I think it would be hard to deny that those were wrong, (laughs) <laughs> and, and so, I mean, they were deeply, deeply wrong in a way that is like so strange. Like, did, did you guys, were you all drinking something? What happened? Was there a mass hallucination here? Right. It was uh, the emperor's new clothes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, part of my motivation for doing this second one was, okay, so now all the reviewers are panning it in you know like what tossed off garbage as you said yeah. so what if they're wrong again what if that's... what if this is f scott fitzgerald's you know the the beautiful and the damned or something where it's like not as well known but it's actually this is the one guys you know right. so this could be part of me is
1: thinking i don't know that maybe they're wrong <laughs> well that's you know uh, i you look, know. look look World i'm holding out the hope This is this is going to be the uh, no, no, like the Clash is given enough rope is the uh, is the superior album to their debut. That's (laughs) right. uh, um, (laughs) Which I'm sure someone out there is making that argument. But um, so you, 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 you made a point about how all the reviews of this were wrong, but and and how now they're they're reviewing this other one poorly. But my sense is that these books are going to be very similar. Um, and so I went out and I found reviews of both of the books and I thought we could play a little game where I'll read you a review and you have to identify whether it's of ready player one or well, the, of the book we haven't read, but, okay. <laughs> but I think I, you'll see where I'm going with this, uh, yes. hopefully right off the bat. Um, yes. so here's review number one. You have to guess whether this is talking about the book we read or the uh, new book Armada, which is much, much worse than the book we read. Wait, wait, you're, so, you're. You're prejudging it, but well, you but mean... I, I, I just read you the the uh, numbers. Um, right, okay, so, it's number so
0: worse in the in the statistics. I get it. In okay. the critical review. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay,
1: but that would you would assume that would merit some sort of change in the content or structure or uh, style that the guy uses. You would not just assume that that drastic drop was from. Um, doing the same thing and people just not being receptive
0: yes of course like we we talked about offline like you know book one was his you know fever dream he wrote it like uh you know on one continuous roll of paper like in a (laughs) in a feverish uh you know as he as he rolled around the world and took in all the events and this is his you know his magnum (laughs) opus and then the second one was the cash grab that everyone goes like, of course he did this and this is a piece of garbage. And hopefully the third book will be his mature period that that's kind of the, the narrative as it stands. So, so let's go through the reviews.
1: All right. Here's review one. The only facts Klein feels necessary to relay about the other players our hero meets are their names, places of origin and sexual orientation. Every supposedly heroic sacrifice made feels meaningless because it's hard to connect with such thin characters. Plenty of the references and geeky arguments are hilarious, from Star Wars-themed insults to debates about the relative merits of fantasy weapons.
0: Oh, wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, given that my pool of knowledge is only from the first book, I have to assume that's from Ready
1: Player One. That is a review of Armada. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Oh. No. So, so uh, I mean... But, you know, it, it makes sense, you'd think, because, uh, you know, we had a lot of Ready Player One characters that were identified as Japanese, or uh, <laughs> yeah. H was the, uh, the, turned out to be a fat black lesbian, and that was yes. all we really knew about her. But that review starts by saying, he used his supporting cast in Ready Player One to explore the way people present themselves online and the complexities of family, body image, and gender. What? <laughs> to use the word explore for anything that he did is real Or complex. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, so this, is what, this is what we're doing. Uh, here's the next one. Uh, there was far too much shoehorning of irrelevant pop culture references. They seemed to serve no other purpose than showing how much Klein knew about 80s, 90s media. At one point within the first few chapters, Klein literally lists a bunch of facts in a completely unnecessary timeline that goes on for pages. This is not fun to read.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, what have we done? Well, look. That obviously applies to Ready Player One, but
1: I'm going to assume that that's for Armada. That was a negative review of Armada. Okay. <laughs> literally lists a bunch of facts is something that was a, uh, a highlight of the first book, too. So, Oh, man. Moving right. right along. Yes. Number three, if you removed every nod, homage, riff, and instance of outright poaching from this book, it would cease to exist. Its heavy dependence on well-known and superior work badly exposes Klein's skills when he attempts to express himself. Sometimes the references exist only to add references illustrating nothing. Even references that can be evidently self-cool, self-evidently cool because they are based on things that are or were cool, get flattened by piling one atop another until it's like one of those infamous Internet foods. Corn dogs and McDonald's hamburgers mashed onto a frozen pizza and under a pound of shredded cheese.
0: Ooh, you know... I kind of like that. I like when uh, reviewers you know, pile on in that way, but that one, <laughs> like, it started with a false premise is that he somehow took things and did a good job with them on something that was like, you know, he's just stealing from the best. If only, if right. only he did that. No. It's not even close. So I, ugh. I, all right, just for, you know, I'm obviously uh, 50-50 yeah. here. I'm going right, to say, I'm going to those... say RP1.
1: That was that was a dead spin uh, review it, that came out right around the same time as our uh, when that list started started circ- circulating on twitter wow okay. um, <laughs> uh, here's another one Klein's book is a celebration of the gamer <laughs> a sort of wish fulfillment fantasy doesn't help us understand our world or the works that populated so much as wallow in nostalgia and self reference doling out high fives to those who each get the nod to the past.
0: Ugh. I I fear I fear for our future. I'm going to say it is our motto.
1: That is, I think this one is, is a bit is a bit more weighted on. Uh, I don't know how this is possible, but I get the sense that it is even more weighted towards like video games. What? How is that? <laughs> that's uh. impossible. It seems impossible, but like that's. I think it, it, it. They. They. It's just that's the sense that I get. But yes, it seems impossible.
0: I have uh-huh. to say, I'm, I'm going to throw in something here that I, I brought up with you, and you were rightly skeptical of it, but I but I, I mean this, I don't know, 60% sincerely, is, uh, you know, writing a, a novel is hard. We've both done it, uh-huh. and, and, you know, writing your first one is, it, it's sort of a nerve-wracking exercise, because obviously you've always got in your mind, you know, you've got... Uh, the great Gatsby and you've got, uh, you know, uh, well, any, any great novel you're like, sure. Oh God, I've never, not, I'm not even come close to this, but you gut it out and you do it. And I honestly th- thought, you know, maybe, maybe he learned something because you learn a lot. You learn day by day, right? As you write, you go, wow, I really failed on this. This is, I didn't come out the way that I wanted. And so I was 60% sincere that, uh, that I thought he maybe got better and this would be something. That would be And now <laughs> you, have, you have just dashed my, my tiny hope against the, uh,
1: the shoals of reality. So, uh, so this is going to be great. I don't get to dash hopes that often. That feels good. <laughs> let's, let's do one more just to see. Um, this one says, it's committed to sucking the sweet nostalgic marrow from superior works of science fiction and pop culture a book designed entirely around getting the reference, high-fiving the readers who recognize its shout-outs while leaving everyone else trapped behind a nerd culture velvet rope of catchphrases and codes. The shameless jejuin, 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 Jejune. Jejun, the shameless jejuin wish fulfillment of the book burns hot and bright. I wanted to get that in because that has a little more, uh, little more color in it.
0: Ugh. Again if only he had sucked the marrow out of good things i i would have <laughs> right. liked uh no it's more like he he licked the pizza grease off the bottom right. of a paper plate and uh, <laughs> uh boy i i hope it's not armada so i'm going to say ready player one just to keep my hopes alive
1: so that one was armada that one started <laughs> okay. that one started by saying yet again Uh, sort of backhandedly praising Ready Player One. It says, Ready Player One was far too joyously self-observed in its self-referential excesses to step back and examine what they might mean. It was still a page-turner, though. Armada is neither as immersive nor as fun. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that's, yep, I... It it's certainly intriguing. It makes you wonder
0: <laughs> as uh, as as legend Oppenheimer sat in a bar by himself after making the bomb and said, "My god, what have we done?" And that's what we're that's what we're doing here. Yeah.
1: Um so yeah, it's a uh it's it's going to be worse somehow uh based on everything we've read. Um but I'm excited. I I can't wait to see how that's possible. I actually am and <laughs> that may sound like a uh
0: uh, a falsity. After all, we just said, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun to dig in. No, seriously, like the actual uh, critiques of sentence by sentence. I think is really fun. I enjoy the word smithery and and uh, and taking apart stuff that doesn't rise to you know perhaps the level that one would hope with a <laughs> second time author. Um, so and I do think those are the have fun things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah I think it 's going to be fun, and the fact that that movie 's coming out is going to be uh, is going to be really exciting too. There was a video that came out maybe this week that just had uh, you know him and and Spielberg sort of uh, going back and forth and it was the sort of thing where Spielberg is being like, "Well, when I when I saw his vision, I really knew and it's like, is there a guy, you know, with a with a gun to a, his Spielberg's yeah. dog's head right off camera like, how could he the poor guy, like I mean, I'm sure they're both just like, yep, let's make some let's make some serious money and then I can keep doing stuff like The Post, but um, Yeah, I, there I is just, that
0: thing. There there is a certain uh, level to obviously Spielberg's artistic merit is beyond, you know, question at this point, but there is a certain type of person who when they switch on that the the camera for the PR Media thing, and they, stuff. yeah, and they put the the poster behind you, and they bathe the little light, and they backlight it, and everything. Certain people can just they turn it on and can go, whatever the hell I'm talking about, I'm super enthused about it, <laughs> and I <laughs> part of me really admires that being able to just like turn that on right. and go. And he's got Ernest Klein sitting across from him <laughs> when he's worked on, you know, the works of actual great authors. But he's still right. he's able to pull it out. I love it.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll give the assignment for the uh, first reading. I guess we'll probably do one next week. But uh, let's uh, in the meantime, let's do one quick uh, segment of fanfic or real. Oh wow! Already, I love it. All right, mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> All right
0: oh, that is the <laughs> the perfect theme song for a fan
1: fiction or real And so this might be this might be tricky because based on my early research, it does not appear to be any Armada fan fiction. Um, what? which might be the most damning uh, statistic of all of them. That is
0: very damning because, uh, you know, in Ready Player One, it was pretty easy to wade in. It was dangerous, but pretty easy to wade into uh, fan fiction for us. Right, but
1: there has to be fanfic about, like, uh, you know, the comic Big Nate. Like, what does it take to not have... There's, you know, there's probably Rift Tracks fanfic, but oh like what well. Does it take why did not... you have to raise that? <laughs> what does it take to have to? Uh, I mean, Matt, have you seen uh, The Shape of Water? No. No. Oh, that that was the first. I walked out of there and I was like, my God, what is? What are people going to be doing with this online? Oh, oh, um, that's with the the sea creature. The uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course, yes. where that actually happens in the movie. So anyway, ah! but but uh, anyway, there is. Still plenty of Ready Player One um, fan fiction, but uh, since the books are going to be...
0: Wait a minute. Where did you have to go to find this, Connor? Tell us. (laughs) Give us... (laughs) Speaking of, you know, let's see how we make the sausage here. Where did you go to
1: find this fan fiction? So it was on... I think it's just fanfiction.net, and then, you know, you put in Ready Player One, and... uh, that's where it sort of just keeps listing them and uh, we we delved into that a lot and some of them are pretty pretty short and fairly unreadable and very obviously but uh when they when the guy when the person does it correctly they are virtually indistinguishable so
0: yes and i and i i, I would like to plant a flag for at some point in the future having a um a competition much like the oh. Ernest Hemingway Fiction Contest i'd okay. like i'd like to do the uh Ernest Klein Fiction oh. <laughs> Contest and and, all right. and come up with real rewards for that. So
1: Yeah, all right. Well, yeah, get, get your pencil sharpened, everybody. If we can't find Armada fic, you might have to write your own. Yeah. All right. So one of these is, is fan fiction. One of these is a segment from the book that we're about to read. Uh, see if you can pick which is correct. Number okay. one. <laughs> I felt like Luke Skywalker surveying a hangar of A, Y, and X-Wing fighters just before the Battle of Yavin. Or Son Captain of a, a bitch, <laughs> or right. Captain, or Captain Apollo climbing into the cockpit of his Viper on the Galactica's flight deck. Ender Wigan arriving at Battle School, or Alex Rogan clutching his Star League uniform, staring wide eyed at a hangar full of Gun Stars.
0: My God. Every single <laughs> word you just said makes me filled with rage. And so, so I, I, think that... I have to say that that's fanfic. I cannot believe that that's real.
1: <laughs> All right. I don't even know what some of those things are. No. Mean, one must be Battlestar Galactica. Ender, I think is Ender's game. I don't know. Alex Rogan, Star League and Gunstars.
0: Alex and Rogan. That sounds like, you know, it was like a minor character on the Snoop sisters back in the seventies <laughs> <70s> or
1: something. <laughs> He's our lawyer. <laughs> and so your your guess was fanfic for that one, so here's the next one, so you do know space invaders, Chad said to me, practically reading my mind. Yeah, I scoffed. How do you know what that is? Well, I know you won't believe me, he said, leaning in closer, but secretly, I'm a pretty big geek, <laughs> really, I said skeptically. yeah, here, ask me a video game question, anything you can think of. I smiled slightly at the sound of his request. I knew all there was to know about video game facts and history, so whenever I met a supposed geek, I was always able to conjure up a few questions to test it. I decided to make the first one easy. This one's a little long. Okay, I said, turning to him, what inspired Toru Iratani to create the character model for Pac-Man? The Japanese character for Mouth, he swiftly answered. All right, I paused and thought for a second. What was the first home console developed by Atari, and what year was it released? (laughs) The Atari 2600, and it was released in the U.S. in 1977. True, but that wasn't the console's official name, I corrected him. Right, the company originally named it the Atari VCS, but with the release of the Atari 5200 in 1982, they decided to change the name of the system to the Atari 2600 after the system's model number, CX2600. I had to admit, he knew a lot more than I expected. Okay, I said, preparing my final question. What five cities does Sega have international offices in? San Francisco, Seoul, Moscow, Chessington, and Vancouver. Damn, I said. You sure know your video games. Is that over? Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, because my
0: was... my hand was actually on the plug for all the equipment we're using to uh, <laughs> to make this podcast. I was I was yanking it from. I had the uh, it was about a half of the way out of the wall, and
1: I was just expecting the <laughs> wow. That <laughs> it's a long I, one, but it's, I, it's it was so self contained. It needed to have the whole thing in there. Oh my god! That. <laughs>
0: This is a puzzler. This is what we ran, in, in the, uh, ran into in the first thing is that it has the, the feeling of authenticity because of those <laughs> uh, terrible details. But it's right. so, it, it is so easy in a way to mimic. Well, not I don't want to say easy because you have to have the knowledge that he's also pulling from. So, But I'm still going to say that has to be fanfic.
1: Okay. So, yes, that was fanfic. I think there's just it's just a little too there's some you know some adverbs in there that I think are a little uh, telltale. Um, but again, flip of the coin. If you had said that oh, no, that's yeah. a, a paragraph in the th- chapter three, I'd be like, all yeah, right, it so, <laughs> yeah, would right. not, it would not seem wrong at all. But so, no. uh, yeah, the first one, the first one is real. The first one about wow, I felt like Luke Skywalker oh. being the... <laughs> um, Wow. Or I mean, so yeah, that's that's four sentences and four distinct uh comparisons from popular culture that he's comparing his his character whatever his character is doing there
0: <laughs> and so really uh, what we can look forward to in this is at the very least we hope that he's focusing on slightly different things than like do you think there will be variation i just on...
1: read to you a luke skywalker x-wing right. a-wing battle yavin what are you
0: <laughs> i know but i thought maybe is there a different movie rather than what was it, you know, like War Games or whatever? <sighs>
1: war Games, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I, I've seen the term, I've seen it compared to The Last Starfighter. That's on the back of this one, which is not a movie that I'm familiar with. Nor I, um, no. and I, I assume no one is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right there on the back of the book. It's like, it's an exciting page turner that mixes Star Wars, The Last Starfighter. I mean, so, okay. I don't know. Maybe we're the Philistines. Maybe that's the key to
0: so appreciating it. All right. Well, after this, <laughs> what now, given what we've just gone through, what are your feelings about whether or not this is going to be a better book? That was kind of our stated mission. One possibility is that he got better. The other is that it's just different. What? How, where, where do your hopes stand now? Let's have a closing statement from you.
1: I, I think the best I can hope for is that it's— um, you know sort of a lateral move i i really i i don't think it's going to be hard to be to be worse but you know i i said it a couple times during the last one that i there was things about is this treasure hunt going to pay off is it going to be the sort of thing that we can figure out as we go um it of course didn't but i at least had that intrigue where i thought it might um so well, I, I don't know if this book's even going to ca- have any any of that sort of you know puzzle solving
0: yeah, but, you know, the, on the plus side, what if he eliminates the, at the top of every chapter, the uh, the scoring grid, or <laughs> maybe there'll just be that where you don't even have to pay any attention, and he'll just start writing words instead of uh, talking about what the score is.
1: Right, exactly. That would be nice to uh, to not have to, and the the string of the bad guy numbers that you're just indistinguishable and you don't care about. Right, right well i'm
0: excited connor despite i am too i'm thrilled i am i am and uh we we will mine whatever we can out of this and we hope that you join us it was a lot of fun last time
1: yeah um, we got some awesome people uh making pictures and a guy had a his wife made him a, a hell of a rig cross stitch that was really awesome uh, <laughs> yes that was beautiful <laughs> we got a couple billy joel parodies so yeah keep in touch and thanks for uh, reviewing it and for sending us emails it's really fun um so we've got a, a, an assignment, which is read up to page 47, uh, up to chapter four. Um, and I, in the book, if the copy we have, um, it has a little excerpt of ready player one at the back and the last page is also 372. So that's kind Perfect. of an interesting omen. Yes. <laughs> Symmetry. So yeah, probably please... Some sort of a reference to, uh, the last starfighter or the, it has you, to be, it the has 90s to be right? flash TV show or something.
0: Yeah. That can't be a mistake. <laughs> so, great. We would be delighted if you'd join us. Uh, we have fun doing this. And I would like to just ask, uh, will there be talk of rigs? Who knows? We don't know. <laughs> we have not read ahead. Um, that is my promise to you. You have not read ahead, right, Connor?
1: No, not at all. It's, I, uh, I've been sort of looking at it with a... Uh disdain but it's time to crack it open
0: yeah my uh the only thing i've done is i just opened a page and then my wife opened it once and read a paragraph or read like a sentence to me and then she threw it down in disgust so (laughs) so, hey if that doesn't draw you in i don't know what will but uh we're glad you'll join us for this uh, next journey on 372 pages we'll never get back i'm mike nelson
1: connor Listokas. thank you so long